Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Amalgam Podcast, a podcast where we talk about all things Marvel and DC. So today we are covering the season finale of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode season finale. So I'm here with Jasmine Kate. You guys know me. I'm Vivian. Mm-hmm. Here, here. Um, yeah. It's it's it feels quicker. I feel like you know, WandaVision was what nine weeks. This is six weeks. Yeah. I feel like there needed to be maybe two or three more episodes. You know, I, um, I won't, well, let me let you go first because again, when your girl gets talking, it's hard for, do you have something around you? Cause I do feel like I might go on a bit of a tangent. Oh, like last time I got you, I got you. I need last three times really. What's, what's my signal? Oh, you're okay. So whenever you pull out the WandaVision mask, I got it. I'm going to be like, shut up, Jasmine. Shut up, Jasmine. That's the signal. Whenever you guys see the WandaVision, it's shut up, Jasmine. Um, And feel free, anyone in our comment section, if you want to, it's live. So feel free to ask us questions, comments. We're going to be in it too. Um, What was your overall impression of the show? So overall, hold on. Let me be specific. What was your overall impression of the show? And then what was your overall impression of the last episode? I was just about to ask for that clarification. So I'm glad we're on this. Same wavelength. 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 But overall, I really enjoyed the show. I did think it was a little quick compared to WandaVision. We have a few more episodes. And I, it did go quick. I wish we could have had more episodes just so that each individual episode didn't feel like it had to shove so much in so quickly i just said quick like 13 times like 13 yeah it was it was a lot like is quick the drinking word of the day yes can be uh put some cool shopping guys we're going for it (laughs) i disagree i disagree i i don't disagree i don't fully agree um i don't think you finished fully answer the question though that was kind of like the last episode but what was for overall you're right you're right overall i did like the show i enjoyed the show so much i think that marvel's taking a step forward with just trying not trying the dynamics because it very much still fit the marvel dynamic of what a marvel film looks like um that's not what every single fucking person is saying all over social media it's not an excuse i still did you not enjoy it that's what i'm getting from your response i The amount of people I've talked to in the last 48 hours. Yes, I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed it. Falcon and the Winter Soldier did something very... Captain America and the Winter Soldier did something very, very important. It it brought a lot of... Spoiler warning, we're talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Spoiler warning, we are talking... I feel like we have to say that like every few seconds. Um, It's a live episode, those of you who are listening back to the podcast. So we're we're live at the same time, so we are going to be saying things as if there was a live studio audience, which there technically is. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier did something very important. It brought up a lot of seedy uh, underbelly of of not only Marvel, but in our universe, because Marvel's doing a really good job of not separating the two worlds. It's being very clear in its idea of this is our world. Marvel is the world we're listening to. And I've talked about this before in conjunction with DC in that DC feels like a world that we're just a spectator to, whereas Marvel feels like our world. And it did that really well. And you saw that with Isaiah Bradley. You kind of see that a little bit with Carly uh, Morgenthau. It's there. But again, I feel like, and there's a lawnmower outside, so I do apologize uh, if you hear that in the background. But I, I do believe that they kind of stepped stepped in the water a little bit. I, yes, I like the show. I appreciate what it did. I appreciate the steps it was setting up. However, 
that is fine. My issue lies solely in the fact that the other things, the more important aspects of the show itself fell flat and it felt pointless and it felt derivative and it felt like I wasted my time. That's See, my issue. I am so easily like entertained. So, so this show alone. Good. It did what it was supposed to do for yeah. you. That's yeah. fine. It, the show was built for you. Um, wow. So, well, I mean, that's, but that's just it though. The show was built for the, the general consumer. And I, I want, I, I am that. I feel like I am a general consumer, but I'm also a general consumer who is curious. And I think you're the same way. You know, it's not, you're not looking at it just to absorb it. You're looking at it to say, okay, this is interesting. Let me figure out more. Mephisto, you ate that shit up. Um, but if you're going to talk about something, if you're going to talk about racial issues, if you're going to kind of talk about white supremacy, if you're going to talk about, you know, white privilege, don't teeter on that. And if you're going to try to talk about having uh, consequences, have some fucking consequences. You, you've got John Walker busting out as the US agent, giggling at the end of the episode, like he didn't just kill a man in Latvia. It's like, there are no consequences to anything in this show. And I, I'm gonna let you talk. No, I will say that was when we broke it down to each individual episode. So like for each of our podcast episodes, I did feel more like I would have more commentary on, okay, they could have done this differently or they could have dove deeper into these issues. But then when I look at the, cause you were asking the overarching whole show. When I look at the whole show. overarching and then I was like, nah, fuck that. Let's talk about the other No, it's okay. I, as a whole, I think that it was, Yes, each yes. episode could have so dove deeper, deeper, but as a whole, I'm glad that they did even just begin to start diving into those topics. Like, they did approach topics of racial issues and just things going on in our society, government, that reflect our actual world. And it's a step It's a step forward. It wasn't a big step. It was a tiny step. At least it was something, and that's how I'm approaching the show. Uh. Hold on for half a second. Uh, Ivan is hearing an echo, apparently. Um, and I think that's probably coming from my... Oh, it's 100% me. No, I think um, it's also me because your, uh, your audio is on my phone. Like, I'm listening from my phone. and it's. I know, so we have to switch it to where the audio is coming in front to our headphones. Jasmine's frozen, and I don't know if I'm frozen. Okay. I did. I froze my phone. My phone. Uh, speaker, not the same speakers. I need you to come in here. Can you say words, Vivian? Hi. Hi. Hello. It was Mephisto all along. Oh, Ivan's here. Yeah, Ivan's been here for a minute. I did not know. I, my screen was covered. Uh, I need, not that. That was wrong. Uh, I need you to come into my headphones. Is it this? Can you say oh, words? Uh, I hear an echo now on my phone. Oh God, yeah, you're, that's wrong. How about now, can you say words? Hi, Hi. words. Oh man, the how do I do this? How do I put you in my ear? Oh wait, you probably already are, the volume's just down. There you go. Okay, so that's what I need to do and then I need to turn you down. I have to do the I same? Hmm. Okay, 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 give me one. Yeah, this is good, it's real time, so this'll work. Okay. Sorry, everyone that's still watching. We're going to get back into it. Hopefully, Ivan can cut that little bit. No, so, yeah, so you need to come into your ear, and then we turn down the volume on that. 
Okay, um, so I turned the volume down. I did exactly what you said. Can you can you talk now? And Ivan, can you let us know if you could hear an echo? Yeah. We're good? We're good? Groovy opposites. Uh, clear, clear, clear. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, sorry if you guys had to listen to that uh, through an echo before. But hey, we fixed it. Yay, live viewing. All right, where were we? We're talking, should we just break down the entire episode and kind of go through that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, let's let's do that. Let's get into it. Uh, let's see. I've got I've got Brandon here who says I do believe the U.S. agent's behavior is depicted solely from his reputation as a super a representation as a super soldier. So his chuckle chuckling, chuckling is because he has no remorse for what he did to the flag smashers. A hundred percent. I I get what you're trying to say. My issue is not really in his chuckling. It's in the people around him and the fact that we have a system that's built on we are the best and that we are a powerhouse and we're doing what's right for everyone. That's what the government was trying to say is that despite everything we're trying to do what's right, that's what makes it difficult. And in Sam's big speech that he gave to the world, he was trying to make it clear of, of make a better choice because the choice that you are making right now, it's not working. So I, I get what you're trying to say, but you're talking more about John Walker's personal struggles. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying the consequences of the world around him, nobody cares and no one's giving, making him be accountable for his actions. And that's kind of where I fall flat. It, it just, it's unrealistic to me and it takes me out of the show. I get that. So I remember you mentioning that same concept last week or the episode where he did, uh, I think it was There's last no week's episode. Yeah. There were no consequences. And I kind of felt the same way this episode about Sharon, how Sharon oh, also. Oh God, Ugh, Sharon, that little obvious bubble. Right. Jesus Have... I keep seeing all of the, the gatekeeping gaslighting meme with Sharon's face <laughs> on it. Yeah. She's literally the definition. But I felt that same way where technically, yeah, we don't know other character we know other characters don't know that she is power broker i mean other than carly and i guess well, zemo carly rip can we talk about that too I'm, I'm bouncing around this whole carly is the most pointless villain i have ever met and it sucks because in the comic oh yeah I'm, I'm i'm gonna fucking say it carly was so pointless carly they could have had this entire show i promise you without carly and it still would have been okay. You still could can have you can you clarify Car like Carly specifically or the flag smashers? Carly specifically, I think Carly specifically. And what bothered me so much was that Carly's <clears throat> Carly's motivation constantly switched. And the thing that bothered me the most about her character was at the end, the last two episodes, where she flipped the script and was like, "Nah." Fuck you, Sam. You're you're my you're now my new reason, and everything I'm doing is to take you down. Why, Carly? Explain yourself. She was so dead set on killing Sam at the end that she brought in this random. I, I know he's not random, but she brought in a random ass character to try to kill him. And it's like, what are you doing? There's really no desperation. Like she had an unfounded desperation, and for why? I think it's because she knew if anyone would try to stop her or at least in her eyes manipulate her into no longer believe like going through with her plan it would be sam and so she just thought i need to get rid of that him get rid of him she went from immobilizing him 
to threatening him with his sister to being like, fuck, he's just going to die. Like, I'm just going to kill him. The the escalation, and I get it, we're running out of time. We only had a six-episode buyout this time, fine. But to have her just die by the power broker. Ugh, that I did. I was, that I did think was too easy. The second that Sharon shot her, I was like, that like I, at first whatever. I was like okay it's not she's not dead they're gonna keep going but no that was it and I did feel like that was a, a easy like get out it was just so easy and then at the end you still could have had a nice little cute redemption-y story like uh coming back into power with her followers and then to have a SWAT agent be like one world one people you're like okay well maybe maybe we're still gonna get the rise of the flag smashers and then they just kill them off that whole it just no consequences and nothing matters that's where I'm kind of left with in this show and it's very much the same way I felt with WandaVision where she enslaved an entire town and then just flew away so it made me feel like I had wasted my time watching the show and that nothing mattered and I get what you were trying to say earlier in the setup and kind of what everyone has been saying on why we just need to give these Marvel shows a pass is because these aren't these aren't seasons where we are left with a cliffhanger leading us into another, you know, season of the show. It's its own complete film. But fine, I will look at it as its own complete film and I don't think it would pop, pass a Rotten Tomatoes spectrum. I, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't and know, it's like, a, you know, sorry. No, it's okay. I did, by the end of this episode, I watched it over twice. The first time that I watched it, I did feel the same that I felt after WandaVision, where I was like, that's our finale. Like, it was a great episode, and I appreciated so many elements of it, but I also felt like I didn't feel complete enough after watching this episode. And I'm kind of getting this pattern of Marvel making their finales this way, where they are not completely... I don't know, finished. They're not finished. They're not satisfying. They're just, they're just not. Yeah. But I will say after watching the episode a second time, I didn't feel the same way. Like after watching it the second time, I was like, why did I feel that way the first time? I was like, I think it moved pretty well. It wasn't as quick as I felt it was the first time watching it, but maybe it's because I was expecting everything to happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I mean, now you've got what, um, what are we left with? We've got Isaiah who now has his rep- representation, which I feel like is important. But what I was saying earlier is that there were a lot of smaller aspects of the show. And unfortunately, Isaiah Bradley is important, but he was not the story of the show. The story is Sam kind of overcoming his, uh, what what did my friend Nick say? His own identity crisis, I think is what he, he defined it as. So Sam kind of over, or imposter syndrome. Sam overcomes his imposter syndrome of not thinking he was good enough to be Cap. That, that thing that a lot of Black Americans kind of, or POCs have, is that they don't think that they are worthy because they've constantly been told that they are not enough. That whole Aryan image, which has been brought up a lot. But the story is more about Sam. And Isaiah was kind of a um, conduit for that, that explanation. That being said, for Isaiah's, who is a, a C story, to be the bigger thing, the thing that everyone is talking about, I feel like it does a disservice to the actual characters of the story. You know, now I even feel like Bucky is still, because this was Bucky's story too. And I feel like Bucky is still a side character. And that to me doesn't feel fair. 
I, there's just a lot. There, there's a lot for me that I feel let down on. And I know that that Sam becoming Captain America was very, very, very fucking important. And I'm glad that it happened. But it still should not be at the expense of another character who also has kind of been a side character. I just, yeah. uh, there, there's a lot that I wish could happen. You did put that into words really well because I was feeling that way, but I couldn't really figure out what I was feeling in regards to Bucky because we did get to dive a little bit deeper into his past and into what he was really feeling and thinking all of these years as a Winter Soldier and then after trying to make amends. But I still felt like at the end of this episode or when I was typing out my notes for the episode, I have so much to say on Sam and I have so many comments on like just hyping Sam up and being so happy that we get to see him come into this position and then with yeah. Bucky it's like every time there was a scene with Bucky it wasn't anything new like it was him we had him fighting we had his fight scenes but we also had him saving that truck of people which I did appreciate that moment of those people th saying thank you for saving us and he says you're welcome yeah you kind of see him feeling that fulfillment of I'm helping people but that's not something new because he that's what he did in Endgame that's what he did in Infinity War I don't know. I, I, that what I'm saying is I agree with that statement that Bucky was almost still a side character in something that was also supposed to be his story. But what? I do appreciate the elements that we did get of Bucky. I, I, I do. There, there are a lot of really good moments for all of these characters. I just don't feel like it was... For Bucky, anyway. I was going to say, I don't feel like it was enough, but but for Sam, it was exactly what Sam needed. You know, Sam kind of came into his own, and I'm going to, very unpopular opinion, because that's what I do here. I stir the pot. I love his new outfit. I love that he's Captain America. It's a choice. I just personally wish he was his own Captain America. I wish that he was his own individual, and and... Straw Hat on TikTok, um, God, I, I keep forgetting it, Jacob, I think is his real name. Um, but Straw Hat, you can find him. He talks a lot about uh, Marvel and really goes into depth about these subtle nuances that you may have missed. And he brought up a point of, of Sam Wilson's Captain America suit and how it's very similar to, to Steve Rogers' suit in Civil War, where it's got those like three stripes going across with the star. The only difference is Sam has two stripes. And the way that he kind of metaphored that was that um, in the Air Force, whenever you have a fallen soldier, you'll do the flight pattern. It's like a five uh, or a three or five flight pattern of, of ships, planes, of planes, but you'll have one missing. So that's kind of what he said is because, because Steve Rogers is now a fallen soldier, quote unquote, he's no longer Captain America. Instead of having the three stripes, he has the two stripes going. So no matter when he's flying in the air, he's representing his fallen soldier. I get it. And I love that. I think that is beautiful. I just want him to be his own person. And I'm just so tired of it. He's such a palatable hero, but he's palatable for white America. You know, I, I want him to be so strong in who he is. And I just think that it's just safe. Yeah, I think I did. I also saw that video. I think I might have sent the video to you. Probably. Um, I can't remember. But I so did I'm see that. And... A lot of them. <laughs> I know. Yeah, no, I know. Me too. No, but I 
I still think he is his own Captain America because he is still also rendering Falcon in that suit because he has the wings and it's very is like his helmet's way, different. I mean, yeah, he's still me there's the elements of it. <laughs> oh shoot! Oh my gosh, my phone's gonna die. <laughs> Maybe plug it in. I'd have to go get a charger. I will be go get a charger. right back. I, will I know. Any hoodle. So, so I, I appreciate it. Let me be very clear that I do appreciate this show. And I think that it did something really well for a lot of POCs. Even given the fact that right now there is a huge argument going on right now to bring Tony Stark back. I'm sure you guys have seen it. I live in LA, so I can go and see the billboard. Ridiculous. There's a huge faction of, yeah, I'm a black man wielding the stars and stripes. I, you're absolutely right, Brandon. And I know that he made a very serious point. And, and even me talking about it right now it almost seems like i am the counter to his point like i i am the reason that they made that statement sam made a very powerful point of of saying that there are going to be people who will hate me for wearing these stripes and i feel like it sucks it sucks for for it sucks uh, uh, my own privilege but it sucks for me as well because i feel like even me saying I'm a little disappointed that he's not his own Captain America kind of goes to his point of saying it's not fair that people are going to hate me for just trying to be me. I hear it. I get it. I just have, uh, there's just a lot of, hi, everyone. Hi, Haunted. We're uh, in case, I know, her phone died. She's, I see her here on the Zoom. She's struggling. She's doing her best. Uh, the phone should be on in a minute. In the meantime, if you guys have any questions about um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, about anything we've kind of talked about already, your impressions of the show, please let us know. I want to know all of your thoughts. And again, I'm probably going to have to cut this into two, just because A, we haven't even dove into the show yet. And two, uh, because there's only 45 minutes of an Instagram live. So we will probably have to cut halfway through. Oh, Vivian's back. Uh, boom. Let's bring Vivian back in and continue with this rant. Um, the last place that we had talked about, because I do want to hear Vivian's interpretation of Sam's big speech as well. Uh, so hopefully when she gets in, we can talk about that. And what was your guys' uh, who is in the live right now, your interpretation of his big speech, his big pronouncement of, hey, government, you are not doing enough. And I need you to step forward more because in my mind, I see both sides of it. I see the side of, oh, hang on, it's not working as per usual. Uh, boom, boom. Uh, live streams are four hours now. I'll have to take your word for it. It says my request can't send. I've just uh, added you. Why Why is technology always hard for us? Explain. There we go. Beautiful. Um, we still have not broken down the episode. We keep bouncing around. Should we start from the beginning and kind of go through it? Yes. Also, I just want to say that's so funny. Anyone who's on here who has been on my lives on TikTok, my phone always dies in the middle of my lives. So this is this is just on brand. Uh, you you see your own comments, so I, I can only see mine. This is so funny. Okay. Um, we're breaking down the episode from the beginning. We're breaking down the episode from the beginning, starting starting to finish. We're going to break this, this sucker down. We're going to hopefully try to get through it. Um, I'm going to do my best not to interject. It's not going to happen. Okay, okay. No, you can. That's the whole point. We need you to interject. But, okay, we have our opening scene with Carly trying to infiltrate the GRC. And she's trying to have everyone leave the building first, which Sam and Bucky believe is just a setup. Um, 
I kind of it's the oh, it's the opening scene. There as a villain does, she's trying to get everyone else out. But we also right. see Sharon walk in and she does the little black widow mask thing. Right. Very very cute, very wonderful. It's it's a nice little playback women empowerment. I get it. Um very cool. <laughs> I just I feel like everything in this episode was so forced and I, it's like it wants it it what I really think this episode was is, is an episode of it trying to be cool. The only thing for me that truly, and I reiterate, I liked this show, but the, the only moment, cool moment that landed for me was Sam flying through the window saying, I'm Captain America and fucking going on and doing his duty. That mm -hmm. was how it should have been. Cause it, it truly reinvigorated the moment of Sam being like, I don't have to explain myself. I am who I am. I'm finally owning up to it. And this is just it. Yeah. You know, that moment was beautiful to me. Uh, yeah. The second he flew in, I, like, in my notes, it's literally just Sam's cap, Sam's cap, Sam's cap, because it was just <laughs> the moment we've all been, one, the moment we've been waiting for, but also juxtaposed um, to looking back at John Walker, um, a different scene with him where he is telling, he's beating someone up and tells a guy, like, do you know who I am? I'm Captain America. He, I, like, it's almost like he's fighting yeah. for that label, whereas we see Sam fly in and he tells someone... Just blatantly, you know, I'm Captain America, I'm doing what I'm here to do, and I'm just going to keep doing that. Right. I think it just goes to show the difference between what they're both representing and what the title Captain America means to both of them, specifically. I, I agree. I agree. And I, I think it's good later on, too, when even even the citizens, the, just the general citizens are like, hey, it's the Black Fountain. No, 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 man. It, it's just Captain America. It's just... What are you doing? Like, I like that. I like that little moment too. But everything else felt extra. And again, you know, Carly, not Carly. Um, oh my God, who is other blonde? That, that. Sharon. Sharon, thank you, Sharon Carter. Oh, Sharon Carter. The other blonde. Um, the other blonde. The only blonde in the show. Even Sharon Carter kind of showing up at the end felt like why. Why do we need her? Why is she like her, her being there at the end, I get story wise, why it's important. But if me, Bucky, just there, see, like, why are you here? You know, it just raises too many flags for me. And I feel like these boys have been fighting Thanos twice at this point for them to just kind of accept that she looking sketch. The fact that no one's bringing up how sketch she is. Like, yeah, the, the, when she came in and took the like the disguise off, right away I was like, she's still sketchy. I don't care if she's here to help. I do think, I don't know if this is a, a controversial opinion, but the show could have gone without Sharon Carter. Like, I don't think we needed to bring her 100, back. 100,000 freaking percent. And they're doing the same thing that they did in WandaVision where they're like, oh, the power broke, the power broke, the power broke. Mephisto, Mephisto, Mephisto. Look at all these, look at the fly on the wall. And then it doesn't matter. You know, like I know in the long run, Power Broker is probably definitely going to matter. I get that her and Lady Hydra are going to be very important villains. And I'm glad that they set that up. But they set it up in a way that made it seem like she's more important than she is. And it feels mm -hmm. lackluster to me. Yeah. You know, I don't... Setting either... it up to be... I'm sorry. They're... No, please. They were setting it up to be a surprise, like a huge surprise. Same thing with Mephisto and Agatha. And when we see her walk out and she's like, oh, you're the power broker all along. I was like, um, is this supposed to be a twist? Like, is this a, uh, what is it called? A distraction? Is this not real? But no. I, I almost wish that they would have left it alone and we find out later on. I think it was just too obvious and too easy. Yeah. yeah. I will say, 
I do think, I don't think she's power broker alone. When I was doing a little bit more research looking into power broker, Mm-hmm. It is one person, but eventually it also becomes a company. So I'm almost wondering if they're going more in the route of like, because she is a, we can see her more of a businesswoman. She's making all these deals. She's selling these mm-hmm. weapons underground. Um, so I'm wondering if they're, it's it's more of a company. And maybe that phone call, I'm jumping ahead of myself, but that phone call at the end is maybe towards the real power broker. Maybe she's just a part of power broker and we'll piece I, it together later. I'm going to place a bet down now. And that the real power broker is Lady Hydra, and they're just wor- they're doing a little girl power manipulation movement thing. I think because I know that Lady Hydra also ends up is it is it Lady Hydra or is it Sharon? One of the two ends up like taking over Shield, which again I know Shield has gone back and forth. Uh, Shield and Sword kind of go back and forth on working with Hydra, being taken over by Hydra. Just a whole little manipulation bullshit with that. So I feel like that's going to tie into it too. But again, I do feel like a lot of this stuff is just lazy. Yeah, yeah. I do. I, I, I 100% agree that it's just a little lazy. I do have to keep reminding myself that these are part of the bigger phase and the films that we're going to get are going to hopefully mm-hmm. tie these things together. But it just sucks having to keep reminding myself that. There was speculation that power brokers were setups for other characters. Sure. I, I can see that, yeah. I do I mean, know, I'm hoping, yes, speaking of that, thank you for bringing that up, Brandon. Um, so we know that the power broker is kind of someone who experiments on people that have ability, they kind of sell superhuman abilities or power mm, brokers. Sounds a little X-Men-y to me. Right. Um, I'm hoping that eventually we do get to see Torres, Joaquin Torres, become Falcon or his First version of, all, of Falcon. Nothing in what Brandon said. Brought us no, because Torres. with setups for other power brokers oh, were setups for other right, characters. Right, so the power broker right. is the one who That's turns Joaquin story. into Falcon. Yeah, I apologize. I should have let you finish because that's your boy. I should not question that. No, yeah, and I was sad. Like we didn't really. I mean, he kind of got, I guess, his conclusion in the last episode. Um, I thought we were gonna get more of Torres this this whole season, but I think it was kind of just a tease at what's to come. That's what all of these shows are, I think. Just teases about what's to come. Uh, do you think Sharon has been with Hydra since Winter Soldier and she's undercover this whole time? Uh, this could explain why she got so close to Steve, Bucky, and Sam. Like, who would suspe- suspect a Carter? Everyone. I, I absolutely would. And here's my reason. As a viewer and then as, as a, someone in the world. As a viewer, me, myself, Jasmine there's too much the the court messed that up when the court said you know the whole they I think they said a line about that like given your family's track record of course we would pardon you like what absolutely I immediately was like no that bitch fake she's so fake um as far as your question of do I think she's been taken over yeah I I addend back to my other statement of I think that her and Lady Hydra have been working together for a while so, yeah, 100%. I thought about that question, too, when we when I got to the end of the, the season. And I questioned if, if this goes back to thinking that there might be more than one power broker. I think during that time of the Winter Soldier, it might have been someone else at the, you know, at the lead. And she just ended up joining mm-hmm. in that team after Winter Soldier. But I can see... She, I have never, again, controversial opinion, probably. Even in the films, I never thought Sharon was like... 
an outstanding character. Relevant. I don't think she was that important. Yeah, I think the MCU could have done without her. I'm so sorry. Not sorry. No, that's not, you are not, it is not an unpopular opinion. It is a very popular opinion. And I wish that there was a way for them to reinvigorate Sharon. But to be honest, I can't tell the difference between her and Brie Larson sometimes. I think they're the same flat-faced, and I mean just like in acting-wise, just very dull characters. I don't know why that is a particular brand of that woman, but like there, that is such a niche of, of blonde, boring, and I don't know how to do this without say being that politically incorrect, but it is, it's, it's, a, it's a type of actor and I just find it very boring. I do. Yeah. And I agree. I don't think that there, I think the show could have done without her. I also, with Sharon, I've noticed how the, the, the last time we see her in the MCU, she is a completely different character than she is introduced in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And it's almost mm -hmm. like they did introduce a brand new character, not the Sharon Carter that we know, which could be to emphasize the fact that she is now sketchy and not the person we think she is. But I think that could have done been done differently it would have been we more of a shock and a surprise time. yes like let it let let us open up to her she truly wants to come home let that be the story you know i think that had she have not killed carly that that should have been off screen we don't know what happened i think that because we saw in that moment that she 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 killed you know carly or or she, you know she didn't kill carly but she killed carly you know, she lied about it. She manipulated the situation. She made it seem like Carly was the bad guy so that she had to die. I think if that moment was saved a little bit and there was a little bit of mystery on it, we as an audience would have appreciated it more. I think you just could have done better. I think that they they just pulled the rug a little bit too quick. Yeah. I wish we didn't, like you said, I wish we didn't see the behind the scenes of her being sketchy because if we didn't get that con that those scenes, then it would have been a bigger reveal. It would have been a reveal because at that point, we all knew. The minute she made that sketchy phone call in her sketchy apartment, we knew something was up. Of course, of course. And it just, I, I honestly can't even remember that scene. It, I, the moment I saw it, I was like, this is a throwaway. I don't even care. Let's get back to Isaiah Bradley. Speaking of which, let's get back onto the to the topic. So, so... The next few parts of the show is just a lot of fight fan service. We get to see Sam using his flight, throwing the shield. Beautiful. He's using the jump the out the window when he threw the shield to break the window oh, and jumps after necessary. it and he catches it. No, it wasn't. It was so necessary. It was so good. Let me, let me explain this to you from a tactical point of view. Sam said, I got to go fly to that plane up there. So let me throw my shield that away, just down. I'm gonna leap down and grab it, and then I'm gonna swoop and swirl up to the sky. You ain't got time for this. Listen, it was just pretty. It was. It just was pretty, and I loved flying. it. <laughs> but it gave I, me it, it. Okay, this actually does go. But now I'm like rethinking myself. This goes back to what you said earlier, where it's like give us Sam's captain. It did remind me a lot of. Steve like jumping out the window with his shield but it was in Sam's own version you know we got to see the wings in action it, Over here, I, like... I, I reiterate I wish he was his own person he is going to forever be living in the shadow of of 
Steve Rogers. And this was you, and it's unfortunate because you have to separate yourself in the beginning. You have to be very clear in saying, I am my own individual. And I, I, I know that, that this is canon to the books, but Marvel has done a really good job of separating itself a lot from the comic books. And I'm just curious as to why in this particular moment, they decided to keep it comic book canon. You know, we, we've done a really good job of creating our own narratives because at the end of the day, that comic book where, where this Sam Captain America came from, that was 30 plus years ago. That was for a different audience. But we have a different world now. The BLM it wasn't. So strong. I don't think it was that long ago. I think Sam, I could be wrong. I'm sorry. But I thought okay. Sam's Captain America was like 2013, 2014. I, you can take that. But I'm talking not only that, but I'm talking the Isaiah Bradley stories. It's, okay, there's yeah. so much. You know, all, all of that. All these comics mm -hmm. were made for different audiences and different uh, generations. I just wish that Marvel would have made it for our generation. And they kind of did. You know, parts, parts of the story, again, did. A lot of Isaiah Bradley stories did. But that moment, that decision to, to make... Sam, and I'm, I'm being so broad and I'm being unfair and I know that. I know I'm being very unfair. But to make him kind of say, or, or Steve's Captain America, it, it still, it feels like a defeating of the purpose for me. Yeah, I'm hoping with, because they did announce yesterday that we are getting a Captain America 4 with yeah. Sam. And I... I'm hoping that that is going to give us a chance to see him separate himself from what is Steve's Captain America. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I know there's a bunch of questions. So, I know, I'm trying uh, to read. George, George says, I wonder if the Marvel writers make these decisions because they are trying to appease adults and children so simply the storyline for children. I hear what you're trying to say. And I think we talked about that earlier where this these shows are not built for Marvel comic book fanatics. They're built for the general consumer, you know? Uh, so they, they want to test the general consumer's knowledge and kind of push them to do the research and to, to explore the world more. But it is generally made for someone who just wants to be entertained. Hence the throwing a shield down and then flying up. And Brandon says that was a glamorized moment, but how many of these actions are actually necessary? There was a whole other moment of aerial maneuvers. Okay, so now that I'm thinking on it, yes, there were a lot of action scenes where we kind of just see see him in action. Don't let us take that from you. You loved this. I do okay. love it. I'm not going to come back on that. I liked seeing that. But we also, so there's the juxtaposition between seeing Sam strategically capable of being Captain America and we see the crowds cheering him on and wooing and, and being like, enjoying seeing him fighting the villain but then mm -hmm. we also see him later on where he's in the public eye in the media and he makes that speech when he's talking directly to the grc and that's seeing him in a different it's not strategy anymore it's well mental strategy it's emotion. Well, no, yeah. it's emotion it's, it's purely emotion based and it's coming from a place of my sister has struggled i have struggled but what you were doing isn't working felt a little bold to me it it I'm going to let, no, you were talking. I'm going to let you finish. Yeah, no, I was just going to say that I think it's just 
all of the air all of the action scenes we got with him shows us that that was kind of validation for the crowd or the the people in the tv show or in their the world um mm-hmm. to think that okay he is capable of being captain america look at him doing all these spins and punches whatever but then when we see him in the media actually talking and actually sharing his thoughts and what he's trying to do for the people and the change he's trying to make i think that is just to show you know what yeah he can fight we've already seen that in other movies but now he's actually able to take it to the next step so i feel like we needed all the action scenes to kind of also push the fact that yes he's very capable but not in just the fact that he can fight he can also mentally make represent and make those changes or try to I hear you, but who is he? Who is he to, to and I'm, I'm being a hella, because again, I love the speech, I thought it was important, but who is he? You know, he, he is this guy who just showed up, he's, he's a savior of the universe, fine, but to tell government officials who are bound by so many different legislative rules and laws and, and just, just um, blockades to get things done, it's rude and it's pretentious for you to walk up to these people who have probably been a split decision. That's why they have to have this vote of trying to do what's best for everyone. And I, I appreciate the guy saying, you know, Sam, we're, we're trying to do. And I, again, I have to reiterate, I love the speech and I think the speech was important. I just see both sides of it, of, of the government officials saying, Sam, what am I supposed to do? You've got people waking up in their family homes being occupied by someone else. I'm doing the best that I can. For me, I know you have a point. I know you have a point. But it's just, it's hard. And it's not fair necessarily for Sam to just say, well, do better. You know, what you're doing isn't working. I'm Captain America. Brother, I get it. And I get, I get it. And I get that because they aren't doing the right thing, Carly's of the world have developed and that there will be bigger, badder Carly's. It was a pretty speech. It was just a little inappropriate. And I, I hate saying that because I don't agree with it because I think it was important. But it's just me. They're trying. They're, they're politicians. They're not doing the... Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, Do you have... You want to finish your thought? That was it. It's just... Okay. It's a really difficult situation. It's, it's hard. It's hard for everyone. There's so much on both sides that is difficult. You know, it's difficult for the politicians to do what's right for, for those who got blipped and those who didn't. And now they've got superhero vigilantes, basically, coming at them and yelling at them, saying, look what you're doing. You're creating Carly's. Carly's going to happen no matter what. If they... If they let people get their family homes back, there's going to be a Carly on that end. If they give the family homes away, there, there's going to be Carly's no matter what. Yeah. The politicians are just there to do their job. And so far, they haven't necessarily done anything evil, and yet they're being made out to be evil. Yeah, I I get where you're, what you're saying, and I can agree <laughs> with it, but I'm just going to play the other end of that. Please I feel like I'm going to play it. Seminar. Um, That's okay. Where Sam was completely right, though, in saying, who are the people that are in the meeting making these decisions for you? Are they people like you or are they the people that you're trying to help? And I think that was important because it's true and it's true in our world today. These big decisions that are being made, these laws that are meant to affect people from lower income communities or just people of color a lot of the time those decisions are made with people that do not understand those struggles at all or do not understand 
what it's like or what specifically needs to change. It's just all observation and what they assume is going to help because it it's what would help people like them who well, have resources. I don't, I don't know. And we don't know the politics by the G, the, the, what is GRC. the acronym for the GRC? We I don't know. It. Thank you. We don't necessarily know the ways by which the GRC was created. We don't know if they just happened to be pulled from other political branches or if it was a voting system. The GRC was just introduced one day. So for all I know, I can only go by how politicians are brought into office. They are elected from their counties, from their officials. They are put into office by the people. So are we now saying that it's not fair that only those non-blipped got to make the decisions and that the blipped people should be put in because we have the option to to elect that's that's what elections are. Yeah. Well, so what it's, is the I real mean, argument here? It is yeah, same we do we don't know. We're just basing off of what we see in the episode and what we got and we don't know what's happening behind those doors. But also the people who stayed and and were not blipped there's also people that understand the struggles of those who would, whoever, like Carly, well, it, that's who the flag smashers were, the people that did understand <laughs> right. those struggles. Why not invite, not invite them? Obviously, I don't know much about politics or international, whatever. <laughs> sure. But given, you know, a Marvel TV show and they kind of lay it down simple for us, a solution could have been finding those people and get like hearing what they have to say and incorporating their opinions into the decision making which I think is what Sam was getting to and I do know that like you think that it was rude of him to go up to these people who have been struggling to come to a decision and just flat out tell them like do better but I think they needed to be told by someone and Sam had the opportunity and he had he is representing these people the people who who were the flag smashers who were Carly's movement and just you know someone he's saying what everyone wanted to tell them here is here is why and i figured out why i don't like it it's a rude tactic here's and here is why if you and i get into an argument and i say the things that you are not doing are the you you did this over here and i don't like it and these are the consequences of you constantly doing that and you say okay well these are the reasons why i did these things jasmine and i'm like okay that makes sense but do better do that different you're left with well, are you, how? You're telling me that doesn't work. I'm telling you that my way does work. It just doesn't work in the way that you like. Well, and that's a matter of offering me, right. But rather than offering me a different solution, all you've told me is fix it. That's where I find the rudeness. There is a solution and you are very correct. And I'm pulling this from you. You, you said it, but you didn't say it. What needs to happen is instead of, because I don't know, I don't know how these elected officials got there, but it needs to be a vote. It needs to be like any other thing. You put it on a ballot box and you let the people decide. You know, I don't know whether all of these people uh, in the GRC are from different districts. I don't know. But I think that's the way that it gets done correctly is you give it to the people to decide. Um, Brandon says... I think Sam's speech was very reflective of the government control. I think the show is very on par with the current uh, of the the current the I guess the current feel of the real world too. And yes, I know we should separate the show from reality. I disagree. I very much think that that this show is now it is our world, and to ignore it is to do a disservice to not only the show's message but also to the world at large. Yeah, it that disturb. is 
that is what art does these these tv tv shows are art they're a reflection of our society and commentary on it so i don't think we should separate it we should probably make those connections it's good to make those connections but going back to his speech i i don't think obviously he was it was a quick he they just finished saving this building they're they're videotaping him for the for the news so we don't know what else could have been or not what else could have been said but it was just a moment that we got something he wanted to say quickly but i feel like the grc would be making a step forward or at least a step towards the right direction by taking in consideration of what he said being told that and then like you said going through with okay let's maybe make a voting system out of this or now let's bring in people that could help and help us rethink this this plan so I think that was just a step towards doing that. I do think that speech was necessary, though, to make sure that they know, you know, people were against what you were doing. Did you ever stop to question what you could change about that? And maybe they did. Like you said, we don't know if they did and if they did have a different plan that incorporated all these, like, like listen to what the Flag Smashers were upset about. And maybe they couldn't go through with that plan. But again, we don't know that. So I'm currently watching Game of Thrones right now. And I just got to the middle of the fifth season, I think. And if you're not familiar, the fifth season is when the sparrows come in, that religious practition. And it just makes me nervous because I'm seeing a lot of similarities between, unfortunately, the sparrows in that, and, and, and this Captain America speech. Just because we are igniting someone with no power and giving them power and with power comes great responsibility. And I hate that I just made that comparison because it's a bad one. But all I mean to say is when you give power to the people in the wrong way, it sometimes does more harm than good. And I think that Sam has a lot of bravado right now and he's very heated. He's got a lot on his plate and he's dealing with a lot. But for him to go on national television and say to the politician whose only job, and we don't know, we don't, that's just it. The government hasn't necessarily done anything horrible. They're not enslaving anyone. They're not, I mean, other than, you know, the government that is in, in its natural slavery of the world, whatever. But like, I, I don't think it's done anything catastrophic to where Sam would need to really get in there. I don't know. I can't even say that. Cause even when I say that it's wrong, cause it's a mirror of our own government. It just I get what you're saying that they, they were trying, like they're doing their best. It's literally that they're trying to do their best and making the decisions that they think are going to help the most people in the long run. Right. So they do deserve some type of, you know, we should chill when it comes to attacking them. But also, you just know, do it, it was in the just... right way. Do it in the right. You're, you're. He's now igniting. A, in my perfect, in my writer room brain, my my anarchist writer room brain, my next action would be because of this speech, making a new Carly organization, and we call them like the Falcons, because they. It, that's what he's just done. He has now created his own group of people who now think the government is doing it wrong and Sam could do it better. Let's let let's let the the Avengers lead us. You know that's what I'm seeing. 
But I think Sam is a character. I think Sam is a character who would not let that happen, where he would take that step back and be like, actually, no, like, yeah, I told them this, but they are still government officials. They still know how to implement these changes, and we're going to figure it out, hopefully, together. I, like I don't know how, how Trump stopped his followers when he opens his mouth. You can't help it. You when you open your mouth like then this goes back to my my issue of no consequences. Sam opened his mouth and he said the government is doing it wrong and I am offering no solutions for you. I'm saying that that he that you are doing this wrong. Look what you did. This is your fault. Now fix it. And rather than offering a solution, he just said, I, I'm, I'm going to go fly over here. I got other shit to deal with. Let me go have a barbecue. Like you, you are creating issues and you're walking away. You're marvelous creating a mess and it's not cleaning it. It's just ending this, this, the show. I also feel like thinking about the audience though, because it is geared towards adults and children. Some of like most audience are not going to unfortunately read, read into it so politically. So to them, it's kind of just, okay, Falcon or Captain America is voice for the helpless side while telling the government what the city, like people would want to tell them. And that's just plain and simple as it is. We can read into it politically because we have these opinions, because we can reflect on it in our own society. But as far as like the TV show goes, it is kind of just, is it as one-sided as they're making it seem to be, which we do have the right to like read into it a little further in this way, the conversation we just had. But then it also goes back to, is that how all of the audience is going to read it? Was that its intention? No, of course not. I, I am nitpicking. I am diving into these things because that's what we do on this podcast. And because we create dialogues, 100%. That is the point of podcast is to provoke and to create dialogue. Um, yeah, I mean, those are really my big points for this, for this episode. I... I liked it, but it provoked me in a lot of really deep ways. And I just have to stick with my narrative of there are no consequences. And it it is unfortunate. Um, I do think that we need to do a quick commercial break. Right now that we're almost done. Let's do it. All right, cool. cool. So we're gonna we're gonna pause this here on the podcast really quick. Uh, Our live here is going to keep going. So quick water break everyone you are listening to a nerdy bunch production you can listen to our podcasts every day of the week starting with amalgam a marvel and dc podcast hosted by jasmine page and vivian horror whores hosted by justine co-op mode hosted by ellie and ivan ulu squadcast hosted by cheyenne and caleb Torn Talk, a Star Wars podcast hosted by Clarissa and Isabel. Gamers for Life, hosted by Jarrell and Arthur. And finally, the Nerdy Bunch podcast. For more info, visit our website, www.mynerdybunch.com. Tina out. Are we back? (laughs) We're back. We're back, and I'm going to shut the fuck up. No, no, they're really, yeah, we have the barbecue left to talk about, but there's a, I mean. What, what from your list did I skip? I'm sorry, let's do it. I have a cute little list that I make every episode, you guys, of just the order of events because my brain doesn't do that by itself. I have to write it out. 
No, it's just, you know, we have Walker versus Carly. This is how I label everything. Sharon versus Carly, the moment his speech in the media, and then Zemo, Valentina, and Walker. There are things that we don't, like, we've covered. We've talked about, shared our opinion. The bigger things are probably just Bucky and Yori, Sam and Isaiah going to the the, captain, the museum, and the barbecue. Yeah. Not that much. Wonderful. I mean, it's not that much, but again... After this, I'm gonna binge previous episodes, as you should, as you should. Um, yeah, no, I, I, like I said earlier, all of these moments are very cute. They're very important. I do appreciate Isaiah getting his just desserts because it, it is time, and it sets up the Young Avengers to having having something to fight for. I appreciate it all. Well, here I have a question for you about the yes for everyone or everyone yeah leave your comment too um with john walker we had a slight tiny little moment where he tries to redeem himself and he makes his come to good moment throws a shield and saves his truck full of people that are that's falling i thought that was i thought it was bullshit how did you feel or what did, what were your thoughts immediately the winter or the winter soldier the the, the u.s soldier the uh, Walmart brand cap is not a bad person. He is not a villain. And that is to his core. He is not a villain. He just does things in a way that Captain America, Steve Rogers wouldn't. His whole MO is that I'm going to do it. I'm going, if the mission says this, that's, it's very robotic. If this is what the mission derogative is, prerogative is and i'm gonna fulfill this exactly how it needs to be done whereas captain america steve rogers is like wait a minute let's put some emotion in this let's, let's put some heart some humanity into it and if it if it's gonna hurt or endanger anyone then no so no that moment for me was fine it was very justified in in, in what is his name in in john walker john because walker. john walker is a hero He's just not the hero that we want. I just feel you like know? it was such a switch. Like, I, I do, I agree with that. And I think I've been saying this from the beginning. He, he has good intentions, like everyone does. But he just doesn't, like I think Brandon said it, he's misguided. Um, mm. I just wish it was, that switch didn't happen so suddenly. Maybe, but the way you just worded it, you know, those, he has always had those good intentions and he is just trying to do what's right he just doesn't do it well so i guess technically right. it wasn't such an abrupt switch of him just deciding oh, okay actually let me no, drop this chill in don't get me wrong you are still justified in your thoughts because the way that they set it up they thought that the way that the show sets him up is on a psychopath and there is something inherently inherently broken with me that thank you that we didn't get because they hinted at this idea that him and, and the Black Star, what the hell is his name? Battlestar. <laughs> they made all of these, these assumptions and, and innuendos and hints that him and Battlestar had this really traumatic past and something happened that made him this way and we were not given that. So we have in this show, I mean, I could go back and read all the U.S. soldier or the U.S. agent comic books and get my own interpretation of why he is like that. But I, that's not who we have. Marvel gave us a character with no backstory, but gave us hints and, and alludes to why he is this way. 
but without that, all we have is the show to go off of. And all we have is a psychopath, someone who is mentally broken and by the government, by, by the loss of his friend, that's all we have to go on. So I can completely understand you feeling like it came out of nowhere. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, that also goes to at the very end scene where we do see him come out as U.S. agent, and he, what did he say? He said something, and I was just, I was kind of left like, what, well, well, why? I think he's like, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. And he was so happy and giddy about it. But to me, I was just like, are are you, though? Like, are you back? What are you back from? Right. And, And it's like, why would you want to continue to represent something that has hurt you so much? Ugh. What is this? Uh, Lagagalart says the burden of the shoes he felt he needed to fill was too much for him. Walker was a good man with good intentions who cracked, who's cracked in tear. In, wait, what? Who under the pressure of the mantle. Oh, under the pressure of the mantle. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree I that he cracked agree. under the, the mantle of the pressure. But then what do you do? You know, uh, the Winter Soldier, not the Winter Soldier, the, the U.S. Soldier, John Walker, in the comic books, has always been very true to himself. And his entire mission in the comics was to defeat Steve Rogers. Because in his heart, he always knew that he was better. You know, and even after getting the Soldier Serum, he was trying to defeat. It was truly a defeat of, of Steve what he wanted. But this is a new character, kind of. The Steve Rogers in this Marvel universe isn't really about defeating Steve. It's kind of becoming Steve. Which is interesting that they chose to really negate that and say, no, you will never become Steve. But then make Sam Wilson kind of another Steve. I don't I wouldn't go so far as to say he's becoming another Steve. I do think that we are seeing hints of him as Sam Wilson, his Captain America. But again, we really only saw him as his Captain America in this one 50 minute episode. We still have so much more, I think, to see. But again, and, and I'm playing the worst advocate of all. I love it. 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 This was the time. This was the time to show that you are something different. You cannot come back later and try to be something different because it won't have the same impact. Uh, Yeah, I I have no other way of saying that. This was the moment where you come out and say, I am my own individual character. I I am new and I am representing the new world that we're in. And because he didn't do that, we're left with what we have, which is I'm... I am Captain America. The the legacy of Captain America continues. But remember how, like, this whole show was Sam being reluctant to take up that mantle. So I think it's understandable why he wouldn't come in and say, this is me, I'm going to be different, and this is what it is. Because like he also said in that little, his speech that he gave, there are going to be people who don't agree with him putting that suit on, don't agree with accepting a black Captain America. Mm -hmm. So he Mm -hmm. is, he is also Dan, like he's walking Mm -hmm. on eggshells here and he knows it. That speech was, I know that people are going to hate me for being this, but I'm doing it anyway. But what, so then do it. So then do the full, don't go halfway, go all the way. 
that's that's my problem is is marvel is very half-assed with everything that they do i mean we we talk about race we tiptoe about it you know it took us what four or five episodes in for bucky to say i'm sorry that that you are struggling with this as a black man dive in marvel we're here you know don't half-ass it make him his own superhero don't make him the whitewashed palatable version of captain america make him make him himself that that's all i'm i'm very i am my i am it's not an unpopular opinion i'm kind of on an island alone no i don't think so no because i would agree with that marvel should dive in deeper and not dance around any topics regarding race or just accepting Sam as a black Captain America. But I think that's what, I mean, I'm hoping after the announcement they made for Captain America 4 that we're just going yeah. to see it later. It's just that we didn't see it now in this now. TV show. Fingers crossed. But as as in WandaVision, I guess I'm just going to have to wait. You know, maybe Mephisto's going to, I just. Maybe I'm Mephisto's going to show up. I'm just, here's a, I'm just left like, Okay. I, my biggest thing with me, and I've said this a lot, is I don't like wasting my time. I don't have a lot of it in, in this world. And I, I keep feeling like, as much as I enjoy these Marvel shows, part of me feels like I've wasted my time. Yeah, it, it just, again, the barbecue is cute. I, I appreciate you cleaning up the boat. It's all very cute. But these are simple problems for simple folk. And these are not simple folk. But that's the, I feel like that's what Marvel tries to do is relate it back to these are people, regular people, just like you and me. But then I, yeah. No, but then I also, because I go back to, like I, I said this previously, I don't remember when, of so many people looking towards characters as a way of, you know, reflections of themselves or trying to find ways to define themselves through these characters and it is it is helpful and impactful for people to say oh this is a regular person like me but they're also super i can find that within myself as well so i do think that that's an important theme and topic in these shows i think i think my problem is just i i am waiting for an unapologetic hero i think that's what i need and and it's difficult because is that not what john walker would have become that's exactly what i was just about to say is I need an unapologetic hero, not an unapologetic anti-militant hero. I just want an unapologetic hero that doesn't have to define themselves or doesn't have to sexualize themselves for, for another, Black Widow, for another person's privilege. I just want an unapologetic hero. That's it. You know, and unfortunately, they're going to have a harder fight. But I'm excited for that hero. I haven't found them yet, but but that's what I'm wanting. That's going to be you, Jasmine. You're you need to take on this. (laughs) This mantle of an unapologetic hero. Uh, What else do we have to talk about? Anything? I mean, we Bucky. I did want to talk about Bucky just for a second because we we kind of said how they brushed over Bucky and didn't give us too much but he did come to that that big step of telling Yori that he was the one who murdered his son which was huge for him and I just wanted to say that that was a heartbreaking moment I don't have much to say on it other than I I appreciate I appreciate everything in this show 
But I did, it was nice to see Bucky coming to terms with himself and with that and also seeing him kind of a, be adopted into this bigger family and community at the end because that is kind of what he was lacking. I mean, he had a family with Steve. Um, mm-hmm. I guess you could say the Avengers were the closest thing he had to a family, but now he actually has a community of people that he can start yeah. to, you know, hang around. Find and, and I agree. I, I, I think that that was very important for his recovery. I didn't need quotes on that. It was his recovery. Um, two more. There's two more quick ones. I'm going to start with Brian's first, my friend Brian. He says, this ain't the Justice League, lol. And his name is Deadpool. I think he's relating to my I need an unapologetic hero. I was going to say the um, exact same thing, but then you said not an anti-hero, and I feel like Deadpool's kind of an anti-hero. Deadpool's a straight-up fucking anti-hero. Um, he's, he's close. You guys are very close. Um, and then Brandon says, quick, unimportant, irrelevant question. Oh, no, it's very relevant. Is Sam bearing, and this is for you, Vivian, is Sam bearing wings and the shield too much both in the show and back then in the comments sam made a shield with the wings in episode one i i like it i like the wings and the shield specifically there was a moment in the show where he shielded himself with the wings and the shield and i thought i really like that i thought that was As dope. If he couldn't just shield himself with the wings like he's been doing from day <laughs> listen though he is a black man wielding the stars and stripes that's what the shield is the shield oh is a representation God, of the flag out me don't do not throw the black man using stars and stripes against me i i'm not throwing it, it against you i'm just saying that's what what marvel was trying to do is rep- show that representation of him wielding that again i can't speak towards it because i am not i am not a black I, man, and i can only halfway speak towards it so half of my sentences will will be for it but um, as much as i can speak you. like say or comment on it i did i do think that it's 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 important to see him wielding that and holding that and showing that representation why and I know that that is a rude question for me to ask, and it's not a fair question for me to ask, but I, I will ask, why is it important? Well, it just goes back to the whole conversation that Sam even had with Isaiah was making that change. And so many people are going to say that that he can't wield it or he can't represent stars and stripes in America. But he's trying to take that step forward and become or get people to understand that, yes, this change is possible and he's going to do it and we need to be OK with that and accept it. But why is him wearing stripes, uh, the shield, and stars the way that he does that? Why can't he in himself, as his own individual character, have that same message? Okay, okay, I get what you're... Like, without the shield and just represent it differently. Without the shield. Represent, you are your own, and that's, that's just going back to my other point of, you are your own individual, you are your own Captain America. Why, why can't you represent the ideals of America and of the, the symbols you're trying to do without having to use red, white, and blue or the stripes. Yeah. Are we well, not beyond that, that, that yeah. overgeneralization and characterization? I, okay, I, get, I understand your question now. But, okay, I get where you're coming from. Yes, I do think, and I, I said this in the first episode, he can still be Captain America, but not necessarily the Captain America we're used to, not Steve's, not the, you know, not the traditional. Right. But I think because everyone at, in this world knows the symbol of the shield, it's just a matter of association. This is already in the media, so this is what I'm going to use to make my way into becoming something different and becoming something of my own. So I think it's kind of just like a little a gateway towards that. 
And I do, I agree, he could have just done without it and made his staple already saying like, no, we're putting it away. This is new. This is changed right now, right away. But sometimes that doesn't work. Sometimes people aren't as accepting. This was kind of like an, yeah. an easy route towards acceptance. Lagalugalart. Oh, also that's, I, I also don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. I think it's Lagalia Art. He's actually the one who tattooed my WandaVision tattoo. What? Shout out. <laughs> yeah, that's my tattoo artist. Um, senior tattoo artist. Uh, this, this, this is the only thing I will accept. Is the only reason that he has that sword and shield or the sword and shield. The wings and shield combo is because he does not have the senior, but he needs that extra little support. I, he is human at the end of the day, and I tend to forget that. That is what I will accept because he needs that extra little boost that the super soldiers don't need. I will buy that. Yeah, I forget um, that Sam does not have super strength and that he is technically super powerless because he does so well, you know, at being so powerful and strong. I love him. I know you do. I love him too. I, I plan on cosplaying him very soon as soon as we get the new suit details. Um, I'm, I'm such, such a such a hypocrite. hypocrite. Everything, Everything I say, I'm like, it's the worst. I can't wait to wear it. This shows up. It's wonderful and amazing. I'm there are two minds in here, guys. But I'm again, I'm only here to create conversation. That's okay. So that means that means you hold yourself and others accountable always, which we need. Always. We, we do. do. All right. What's, what's left on our list? Anything? I mean, Valentina, U.S. agent. We talked about that. No, don't call her that. I said Valentina. Don't call her that. <laughs> she, she doesn't have a name we're not supposed to call her anything you don't call her at all she just hands you an empty card yeah did you have any final thoughts on sam and isaiah going to the museum no no Hard. i don't want to taint that i don't want to taint that it was a very powerful moment i think it was important especially with the next uh generation the next phase is going to be very pigmented uh very very pigmented they're, they're expanded their color palette a little bit oh god they, they expanded the color palette that's coming and i think that it's very important um oh so very no, I don't... sorry i just read no, zemo. uh yeah zemo he, he's you know in jail we know he's gonna get yeah what is that that camp the the, the raft the raft yeah we, we very much know he's gonna break out of the raft he looked too peaceful there <laughs> Zemo's a type of per after after this television series I feel like he's a type of person where someone's gonna try to break him out and he's gonna be like actually I'm fine I'm gonna probably here that or, you know hey you can come, come dancing, dancing with us okay cool here we go yeah Zemo Zemo's little ending on the raft just really invigorated my idea of a things are just too easy and b that the writing is lazy and it, it's setting itself up too easy. You know, it's obviously he's going to break out of jail. Probably for some reason, I'm sure Loki will be involved. But everything is just set up too obviously. And there's no fun in that. Again, As an audience member, there's just no fun. Yeah. And again, that's how I felt with, I just had another thought about the whole Sharon thing. It made me so mad that at one nut, at no point did Carly just tell Sam, like, hey, she's the power broker. Especially during that really intense scene where they're, like, all pointing guns at each other. I was like, why not just... Right. That just would cause so much drama. <laughs> and, 
and then she'd have to leave, you know. But but what what would have been really cool if somehow the very last and it's such a quick one, but if the, in the very last image you see Sam and or Bucky get a text from Zemo or whoever that says. Sharon is a power broker. Because at that point, she's been pardoned by the U.S. government. The chips are on the table now. Like, what would that world be like if your closest allies found out your deepest, darkest secret? You've been pardoned. You're allowed to be here. You know, they have no proof, but it's there. Give me some. You've left me with, with nothing. Nothing matters. Like, I, I don't care enough about Sharon. What is she really doing? She's a power broker, okay? <sighs> That would be such a, Mephi- not Mephisto, a Mysterio Peter Parker move where he's like, by the way, Spider-Man. Right, where was Spider-Man that. also? Who cares? He's, he's flying around. He's in the I world. Know. Um, that's it. That's all I got. I, that, that, those are my final thoughts on the show. Do you have any final thoughts? No, I, I, I overall thought it was a great show. I don't think that I it was pointless in watching, or I forgot what phrase how you phrase it. I I don't think I wasted my time I in watching the TV feel show. Like I parts, parts of me feel, feel like I wasted my time. time. I enjoyed it. I'm glad that I watched it. I think it's very important to the long run. But for now, until I kind of get those pieces together, I'm left wanting. I am happy that it was a we got this TV show before getting Captain America four. Because I was about to say it would have been nice to have this as just a film in itself. But actually, no, I like that we got to see Sam and Bucky in this way and kind of set up towards this next film. Mm-hmm. More content. More podcasts. So, And speaking of, speaking of more podcasts, let's segue. Just the next, if we're looking at the Marvel schedule, which I have pulled up, we have the next TV show is Loki in June, which is about a month away. Nothing, nothing much in between that, which means... Our podcast might be at a slight hold, or if you guys have any comments about episodes you'd like us to record that steps away from the TV shows or the films, let us know because mm-hmm. we're very willing yeah. to hearing what you guys. Oh my god, absolutely! If, if there are comic books that you guys think that we need to dive into and talk about more, please let us know. Um, I kind of want to do that too on our TikTok in this hiatus. Is find a bunch of comic books, figure out how I would adapt them to film. I think that that would be really fun. Oh yeah, um, that's fun. Mm-hmm. So, so please, please uh, if there's any comics, if there's any shows you guys want us to make comments on, even if there are movies that have already come out that you guys want us to do our own little podcast on, we've got, what, four weeks to fill? So give us stuff to talk about. That's, that's four episodes we got to fill. Drop us down on any of our links with Vivian. We'll talk to you about because I suck at that. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> you could also DM us too. Oh, oh yes. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll answer some of them. Yeah, or or uh, not just Marvel, also DC. I because yeah, we are yeah, Marvel, yeah, yeah, I forget yeah. that we're also a DC podcast. Either one. Um, but yes, follow us on our socials, Amalgam. Uh, they're linked all around. I'll link them in this video as well on Instagram. And thank you guys for listening. And oh, and also really quick, because I know that I saw them earlier. Poems by Gabby is the user. Like weirdly enough, your giveaway prize from last season just arrived in the mail today so you'll be getting this very soon i'm so sorry that it took so long to, to get here but we have it ready to ship out to you mm-hmm. congratulations yeah. uh, our next show that we're going to be doing is loki so like we said it's going to be in four weeks i believe so we're going to break that one down 
Um, as much as I had ripped the last two shows apart, let me know that I will be ripping that one. Even oh, posed by Gabby. Oh, hey, look at posed by Gabby. Uh, your gift is here. Congratulations. You're welcome. Um, oh, please don't drop it. Jesus. I almost drop it. Oh, no. Christ. Um, any good old guys. I think this is it for us. Uh, thank you guys for joining us on the podcast. And thanks for sticking along with us. Yeah, see you guys next time. June 11th, Loki, put it in your calendars. June, June 11th, we're back. Well, two days after that. But we're back the next day, one day after. We're back. All right, bye. Thank you for listening to the Amalgam Podcast. Amalgam is a part of the Nerdy Bunch production. This show is produced by Ivan Gonzalez, Jasmine Page, and Vivian Ferreira. For additional content, please follow us on Instagram at the Amalgam Podcast and on TikTok at Amalgam Podcast. And if you're feeling extra spicy, you can also visit us at www.mynerdybunch.com forward slash amalgam. Hope to see you guys there.